Welcome to the Blackhawks Talk podcast presented by Coors Light. I am Pat Boyle, joined this week by Charlie Romeliotis as we talk to the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, Jeremy Colleton, who gets set to enter his fourth season behind the bench of the Blackhawks. What did Jeremy think of all the roster changes this offseason? How do Seth Jones and Jake McCabe impact the defensive core and have the addition of these accomplished veterans raise the expectations for this team? Plus, Jeremy's thoughts on how the goalie split up may go as far as starts, Jonathan Tave's status for the start of training camp, and does Colleton see any similarity between himself and Ted Lasso? It's all coming up next on the Blackhawks Talk Podcast presented by Coors Light. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Born in the Rockies, Coors Light is lagered cold for a crisp, clean taste. Filtered cold to ensure clarity and brightness. And packaged cold for peak refreshment. Because those who thirst for more deserve the world's most refreshing beer. So Jeremy Colleton joins us on the Blackhawks Talk podcast. Before we get to hockey, Jeremy, how was the drive from Calgary to Chicago with the entire family? Yeah, it was, to be honest, uh, they overachieved. They, they greatly exceeded expectations, the kids. So uh, no complaints here. We had no excuses. Everything went pretty smooth and uh, excited to be back here in uh, Chicago with the whole the whole family so uh yeah it's been a good few days here how long did it take any did you hit any uh sightseeing spots along the way yeah you know what we uh we had the the water slide uh hotel uh that we that was the carrot both stops so we we stopped uh two different nights and uh yeah they, they they have no complaints we have no complaints we made it in one piece life is good how challenging was it for you personally last year not being able to see your family and then how rewarding was it making that drive with everyone there yeah it it was hard and um you know it's not a decision you make lightly to to separate from your family um we've done it before but uh you know obviously the kids are older now so they it, it affects them more than than maybe you did when they were one or two years old and uh that's really the biggest thing is just um you know, you, of course, you're going to miss your kids and, and your wife, but um, that's you. You are making the decision. You're living with the consequences. But it, when it, um, you can see the effect it's having on your your kids, that's a, that's another level, and uh, hopefully, don't have to go through that again. And uh, just even, you know, coming back to town, um, it's just funny how how much happier you are knowing that everyone's together and uh, getting getting excited for the season and, and school and all the activities that the kids are going through, but we're, we're going to be uh, doing it together. Excitement at home and excitement at the rink, a very eventful off season for the Blackhawks. Let's start with the acquisition of Seth Jones. 
Uh, what were the conversations like with you and Stan uh, when Stan was in talks with Columbus and uh, when he finally made the deal to bring Seth Jones here? Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, through the, the whole process, you're excited about the possibility if we could pull it off. Um, but, you know, just to, to get get the whole thing from, from point A to, to done, um, you know, Stan, he did a tremendous job. And, and I'm sure we'll talk about the other things, but uh, really the, the whole summer, I mean, uh, you know, it's really exciting when you think about uh, the moves that were made. And uh, we think really highly of, of Seth, of course, and, and uh, excited to, you know, there's a lot of hockey left in him. He's, he's still a young guy and uh, he's done a lot in his career already. So sometimes you, you forget that he's, he's still got years of, I think to me, you can keep developing throughout your career, but uh, he's 26 years old. There's a lot of, of elite level left in him and just excited to have a chance to work with him. You guys obviously saw him a lot this past season being in the same division. What was it about Seth Jones specifically where you're like, we need to get that kind of guy. Is it because he can play both offense and defense where you can throw him out there in the last two minutes of the game to protect a lead? Yeah, well, certainly this year we got we got a chance to see them more. Um, but you know, he's he's pretty well known in the league, and and he's had some some excellent seasons and been part of some really good teams in the past. And so we think we had a pretty good idea of, of what he is. And uh, you know, the skating, the size, uh, he's he seems to be able to absorb a lot of minutes, and his level doesn't drop off. Um, you know, he, he's, uh, he can give you offense. He's, he likes to jump in the play. He's got a big shot. Uh, he can play all situations. It's just uh, it adds depth to your team. One guy, uh, he adds so much depth to the back end uh, just by his presence and, and the minutes that he can. He has the ability to play, uh, and you know he can. He does it in, in all situations, whether you're down a goal or up a goal. So. Uh, you know, he's going to, of course, individually, he's going to contribute to our team, but he's also going to make the, the players around him better. Besides Seth, you add Jake McCabe, uh, you add him to DeHaan, you add him to, to Connor Murphy. You look at that top four now, uh, Looks it looks really potent. What, what, what did those two players in Jones and McCabe, you know, bring to the dynamic of this decor? Yeah, McCabe's a guy that, uh, you know, we've been aware of for a while and you know Stan had him in the world championship so he had some familiarity with him and um you know I think he's he's had some injury um you know situation especially last year obviously but I thought probably he played his best hockey that I've seen um you know from him this past season and really took a step uh, very good skater moves the puck well but he he plays physical he's able to get stops in D zone um so, yeah, we've added some experience and some depth and some skating, mobility, uh, size, physicality to our back end. I mean, we had, you know, well-documented, hey, we had a young group last year. But uh, the, the thing is that it's it just it helps everyone slot in uh, better when you, when you look at the, the decor. And uh, those young guys are still here. You know, we still have them. Their, their opportunity is, is still available but they're going to really have to fight for what they get. And that's what you want. And, uh, and that doesn't mean nothing set in stone as far as the older guys. I mean, if the young guys play better, they'll play. So that's, uh, that's going to continue to be how it works and that's going to make us better.
is that fun for you as a coach where you get all these new pieces on the back end and now you can kind of tinker with the, the pairings whether you know as opposed to last year it was kind of just throw these kids in the fire and, and try to slot them in as best as we could yeah I mean if it's anytime you add some quality and experience and it's going to help everyone and uh, it, it's it's no slight at, at the young guys we had playing there. That was tremendously valuable to the team, to them individually. Um, they're going to be better for it uh, going through that experience. And it's going to help them this year as we ask them to contribute more. And and, uh, and the, the standard is going to be higher as far as what they're going to need to reach to play. And that's that's only healthy. As you whiteboard the, the D pairings, I know it's early. We're not holding you to this at all. Obviously, camp's a, 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 over a month away. But uh, it, how, how might the pairings look? Who might be with Jones? Who do you see with Connor Murphy? Yeah, we don't know. I mean, we gotta, we're going to probably try a bunch of different pairings uh, in camp and in exhibition. I mean, obviously, Jones and Murphy on that right side, that's uh, – that's pretty good options to throw out there and, and they're going to eat up a good chunk of the minutes. And that's, again, that's going to really help our left side, just having that stability on the right. And so whether that's a young guy who, who's able to jump in and, and take that opportunity or, or we create, um, you know, a, a veteran pairing, we got options. And ultimately that's, that's why you have training camp. We're going to let that play out. And uh, the performance of, of those guys is going to dictate what we do. Ultimately, we're gonna, you know we're here to win games, and um, we'll see. So I, I couldn't handicap it for you. I'm, I'm not holding anything back. I don't know. Yeah, we have we have some options, no question. You guys can lay them out just as well as I can. We're going to see how it plays out. And then the, obviously the last piece of the puzzle is Mark Andre Fleury, like what were your emotions like you acquire him then it's like is he playing is he going to report and then he finally makes that decision what were the emotions like for you as a coach yeah well i mean i got to play with mark when we were younger um world junior so i've known him since then um he if you know whoever you talk to about him uh old teammates or coaches or whatever and i had you know was able to have that experience we're younger, just tremendous character, tremendous work ethic, uh, energy, uh, personality. Um, he's a great guy to be around, and he brings he brings that energy and fire to the team. And uh, you know, I really excited about what he can bring to our group um, and and help our you know our other young goalies, whether it's even in camp, the guys who are going to end up in Rockford, just to be around him, or you know. You know, Lankinen, for example, like you had an excellent year, but we're hoping he can take another step uh, this season. I mean, a he's got a comp- he's got competition, uh, which is gonna that'll help him just to know uh, going in what what he's got to do, the the level he's got to reach in his preparation, but also just to have someone like like Flower to, to talk to um, as we go through the season. That's it's invaluable. So um, yeah, I mean it. Anytime you get traded, it's it's a shock. Uh, even if yeah, there was there was speculation in the media, but until it happens, I mean, it's going to take a day or two to, to get over it. And uh, the nature of the business is sometimes you have to move, and it's no fun. So, uh, but I you know I I don't personally I felt pretty good he was going to play. You know, you lose a, a major character guy in dunks, but a, a lot of the pieces that Stan added, they were leaders on their respective teams. Mark Andre Fleury. You hear Cooper talk about what Tyler Johnson meant to 
uh, Tampa's back-to-back cups. Uh, McCabe was a leader in Buffalo. Uh, these aren't just players that are, are, you know, change of scenery. These are guys that have established themselves in other locker rooms and other, uh, other dressing rooms around the league. And from a coaching standpoint, I'm, I'm sure you welcome that. No question. I mean, that, that kind of uh, influence is always a good thing. And again, we talk about all these young guys that, that were, you know, folding into the group and it's, it's only going to help them. Um, it, it does increase the competition, but again, that's, that's a, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. And, and uh, the guys that are able to win those competitions, they're going to be better for it and, and being surrounded by the quality of people uh, that we have. And, and whether that's the older guys that have been here in the past, they're also going to get better support, it's, but it's going to lighten the load on them as far as the leadership that's, uh, you know, required to, to take care of the room. It's uh, there's a, a lot of positives to the type of people that we're able to bring in. Of course, one of the biggest leaders the last, you know, 14 plus years has been Jonathan Taves, obviously not a part of the equation last season. Uh, how confident are you? I mean, first of all, just seeing him back in Chicago is great. He's been at fifth third working out. He's been hanging out with some of his uh, teammates to bring his wedding and whatnot on the golf course. Uh, how confident are you that Johnny's going to be ready to go at the start of training camp? Well, hopeful. I mean, we, everyone wants to see him play. I mean, he's, he's such a huge part of, of uh, you know, what we're trying to do. And, and uh, you know, he's, if when he's healthy, you know, he, he can have a huge impact on our team and, and obviously help us win. So, but, but first and foremost, you know, personally, we just want him to feel good and be excited about coming to the rink and, and feel that he can play at the level. I mean, he holds himself to such a high standard. Uh, you know, he, he, he needs to be feeling good to be able to play. And uh, so that's where we're trying to get him to. So, you know, I'm still, I think it's important. We, we, I have no expectations. You know, we're, we're hopeful, want him to play, excited about the possibility, but uh, we got to give it time. We, we obviously saw Jonathan at Alex DeBrinkett's wedding where pictures surfaced where he's hanging out with teammates and then he's hanging out at Lollapalooza with Brandon Hagel and, and some teammates. Like, how nice is that to have him back in the fold, not just on the ice, but off the ice? Like, we interviewed Brandon Hagel last week and he was like, that was really my first time hanging around Jonathan because he wasn't around last year. Yeah, I mean, that's the part of hockey that, I mean, I feel like when you're done playing, that's that's what you sometimes miss the most is being around the guys and and being together and especially in a team environment and and also you know that that feeling of of going to battle with that group and uh you know so we we got to taser brings much in that area you know and and we did miss him so uh if he can uh, return you know yeah he's gonna it'll it'll make a big impact I think we've seen around the NHL mo- a lot of teams, a lot of uh, championship caliber teams have gone with two goalies, you know, throughout the regular season uh, with it back to an 82 game slate. Have you thought kind of uh, spitball the, the the split up games wise you'd like to have between your your one and your two, your Mark Andre Fleury and whoever that might be? Well. Ultimately, you know, with 82 games, like there's going to be a split and uh, there has to be some competition involved. It's got to be, uh, you know, based on merit. But at the same time, you know, those back to backs, often you're going to split them uh, and keeping both guys fresh and hungry 
that's going to allow us, you know, we're hoping for 82 quality starts. And, uh, you know, we feel like we have two guys who have, uh, <laughs> they are both capable of stealing games for us. And uh, if we get that kind of performance every night, it's obviously going to transfer to the win column. And, and also it's going to build confidence in our team that, that we just know what we're going to get from the goaltenders. And if you make a mistake, uh, there's a good chance they're going to belly out. So, uh, you know, I expect to be somewhat of an even split, but, you know, at the same time, performance will dictate that and, and it could tilt either way. Will you consider carrying three goaltenders? Obviously, Colin and Malcolm are still part of the fold, or is that kind of TBD? Yeah, it is. I mean, we don't know what the situation is going to be still, right? It's still, that's the world we're living in right now. So it's, uh, there's, there's uncertainty. And, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll make those decisions when we have to kind of thing. With Keith and Seabrook gone, you're going to have two new alternate captains this year. How does that process work, Jeremy? Is that a, a coach's decision? Do you talk to uh, players? Do players vote? How, how does that, uh, how does that come about? Yeah, I mean, in the past, I think it's always been kind of a you know, collective thing. Ultimately, you know, the coaches typically have the, the final decision, but it's you got to have we got to get feedback from everyone. And obviously, Stan's a big part of that. And uh, I mean, here we've been lucky, right? We have had a pretty stable uh, leadership group. Guys have been here for years and years and years. So uh, but last year, you know, we, we did, you know, introduce a couple new guys in, into the group, uh, whether it was Shazi and Debrinkit and Murphy, and I thought they did a great job. So, uh, you know, that we haven't had those conversations yet. But uh, part of that is always, you know, you get the team in camp and you get them together and those things play out. Could you see a scenario where you have three alternate captains? Yeah, could be, could be an option. I mean, obviously we, that's, we ran with that last year. And uh, I mean, ultimately, you know, the cliches, you don't have to be a letter to be a leader. You heard that a million times, but uh, it is a shared responsibility. Uh, if you, if we're going to put, you know, all, all the leadership uh, responsibility and pressure on two or three guys, that's too much. I mean, they got to share it and, and so that's partly what we're trying to build too. Is like, um, it, it, if you don't have a letter, that does that's not an alibi. You know, like okay, well they'll figure it out. Like, uh, you you got to be part of getting the team ready to play, and you got to be part of holding each other accountable. And, and uh, to me, that's what the great groups, the winning groups, have. Pat mentioned the the importance of having two goaltenders, and I think another huge important part of a, a successful team is obviously center depth. You know, hopefully Jonathan will be back. You obviously have Kirby. You add Tyler Johnson. How much are you liking how that's shaping out for you? Yeah, no question. It's, uh, you know, obviously Taser's a big part of that, but having Kirby back for the whole year. And we have a, we have a lot of guys who can play center, have a center experience that there's going to be competition uh, for those center spots, but also, you know, support players on a line. Um, you want to have, you know, two, you know, even three guys who are comfortable playing down low, sharing the role, sharing the, sharing the workload. And that's only, that's great for our team. We have some young guys who got opportunities to play the middle and we'll see how they do in camp. Uh, and again, performance is going to dictate how, how that all shakes out. And, and that's, that's the best thing for the team. Let's take a look at some big picture items. You know, last year, a lot about it was establishing a culture of how you wanted this team to play in all three zones, giving those young players opportunities and then identifying the players that are part of uh, hopefully a championship foundation. 
Now you've added accomplished vets to the mix. Have the expectations for this team been raised as you enter this season? Sure. I mean, we should expect more um, from ourselves and, and from the group. As you said last year, we, we did play a lot of young players. I mean, we still had high expectations uh, within within the, the dressing room. Uh, and, and I think for large stretches of the year, we played at a really high level. Um, ultimately what we, what we did is we, we found out we got a bunch of guys who, who can play at this level. It's just who can sustain it, who, you know, what level can they get to and, and how long can they sustain it? And, and now you know, with adding a bunch of guys, we've increased addition and increased the standard. So we should expect, um, we, we should have a higher standard now. And that's exciting. I mean, that you want that pressure, uh, that means you have a chance to do something. So, you know, I think everyone's excited. You know, I've, I've talked to almost all the guys. If I haven't talked to everyone, I, I will soon. There's a tremendous level of excitement about, um, you know, what's been done. Again, Stan's done a fantastic job. The rest of the management group's done a fantastic job, uh, you know, putting the pieces in place. And now it's up to us to, to come ready in training camp and, and with excitement and passion. And, and uh, we got to put it together and perform. So that's what you want. Uh, as a competitor, we're all really, we're excited to build on last year, but, but also, um, again, it's, it's with a bunch of new guys, it's going to be a new group, right. And, and, uh, you want to see how that plays out. When you make all these moves with Flurry and Seth Jones and McCabe, maybe from the outside, it looks like, oh, the Blackhawks are starting to be in win now mode, but maybe, maybe it's more trying to speed up the rebuilding process, right? How do you, how do you see it from a coach? Yeah, I think it's just a continuation of the road we've been going down. It's a continuation of that process. Um, the way the league is, and you know, I'm sure Stan's talked about this in the past. And I'm sure he'll talk about it again. Like he, you can't. It's really hard to time things perfectly, right? It's sometimes you got to take half a step back to take a bunch of steps forward, and and it's all about opportunity. And and so, you know, last year was a great opportunity to play a bunch of young guys and give them opportunity to learn. And and all, you know, we hold them accountable, but they also had some room, some space to grow and uh but when you get a chance to add a guy like seth jones or you know or, or add a guy like you know mark andre Fleury, it's when the opportunity is there you got to do it you, you you it's something that needs to be done at some point and you never know when you're gonna get the chance so we hope um those moves are going to help us be continue to improve. They're going to move this process along. We, the goal is still to be an elite team year in and year out. Um, to me this summer, uh, it's, it's, it lays out perfectly as far as the process we're on. Just excited uh, to keep it going. As you look big picture at this team and maybe you hone in on, on the analytics from last year, is there one, one area that stands out most that you would like to see improved as a team to get you back into that playoff mix? And I think it's not just one area. It's, it's a bunch of different areas. Um, you know, obviously I think, you know, special teams, we, we've got to continue to improve at it. The thing it's, it's, it's very, um, special teams can be fickle, you know, it's like you, it, it's, you go on a quick run and then the numbers look amazing. And you regress a little bit, and, and it's it's hard to um, to have control of everything all at once. But we got, I think, last year the penalty kill 
maybe took a bit of a step back as far, far as results go the year before was outstanding, you know, power play, um, you know, two years ago, it wasn't very good. And, and this year we, it was a lot better. I mean, I think that's partly uh, as we develop our personnel, uh, those things improve. Certainly defensively, uh, we continue, that continues to be a goal to, uh, you know, first of all, keep the puck out of our net, but, but uh, decrease the chances against. But I feel like doing those things, it also helps you produce at the other end. So um, to boil it down to one area, um, it, to me, it's more like everything's connected and, uh, you know, there's, there's lots of areas we can get better at and, and getting better defensively, getting better D zone is going to help our attack, uh, doing a better job in our four track is going to help us defend. Um, and you know, so we're going to do it all once. Is there anything you learned as a coach watching the Stanley cup playoffs and then getting these new players where there's, it's. It, obviously, you strengthen the personnel group that you can say, okay, maybe we can make a few tweaks here because we have the personnel to do that now. Yeah, and a lot of the things, certainly watching the playoffs is is tremendously valuable. You, you try to pick up little things that, are, that teams are doing, uh, pick up trends. Uh, that's that's important. We do, you got to do it every year. Uh, we do it during the season too, but, but uh, during the playoffs, obviously, the games are magnified and those are the best teams in the league. So you're always trying to look at what they do and, a, you know, what can we do to counteract it? But what can we be, what can we steal? Uh, and, and a lot of times it's, you know, you're maybe we're on the right track in some areas and then in other areas, uh, maybe, maybe there's, you know, we want to make an adjustment. So that's fun to do. Certainly when you look at our team and, and the changes we were able to make, you, you get excited about the possibilities of what we could do and, and uh, being competitive. The NHL has required players and personnel close to the team to be vaccinated to start the upcoming season. Do you, are you in a good spot from as far as you know, as far as players vaccinated for the upcoming year? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know exactly the count, but uh, I think the vast, vast majority of guys are vaccinated. And uh, certainly we're all hoping we can, have as normal a year as we can. We all want fans in the building. We all want to be able to go out for dinner and uh, whether it's with friends or family or, or whatever it may be, um, you know, the NH- it's a great league. NHL is a great league. It's, uh, you know, the atmosphere and the, just everything that goes with it. Uh, it's such a privilege. And so uh, you certainly want to get back to, to that environment. And, uh, you know, we all know <laughs> vaccinations are a big part of it. So. Last one for for me, Jeremy. Obviously, we're a little over a month away from training camp. Guys are going to be start trickling into Chicago pretty soon if they haven't already. What's on the to do list between now and when camp starts? Yeah, well, you know, obviously, it's kind of we alluded to it earlier. Like as the as the off season goes on, like you your meetings, your exit meetings with the players, and kind of the the post-mortem on the season and then uh, obviously dug into the playoffs as they were going on watching as much hockey as you you can and um, you know then we kind of we go back into looking at you know personnel changes and and watching a lot of players individually specifically and and but now like as we kind of have our team now um, we were doing it before as far as evaluating our own team and how we're playing and maybe things we're doing systematically but now you really dig into it even more and, and pick up some of those threads that we were talking about in the spring, uh, getting ready for training camp, planning training camp, um, you know, thinking about, you know, 
like we said earlier, usage, who's going to play with who, um, how we want to let everything play out. And uh, that's, that's the fun part. I mean, to me, it's been ex- as excited as, as I've ever been just thinking about the team uh, the last couple of weeks and getting ready for training camp. So obviously back in Chicago now, a lot of guys are here. So that's always nice to, to kind of run into them and, and, and just chat and catch up and talk about the team, talk about, you know, them individually, their summers, their families, all those things. Um, that's kind of, that's what's going to happen right up until training camp. And then uh, we'll have a lot more fun as we get going. A couple of years ago, you read the book Legacy to um, you know see how that team uh, handled leadership. Is there anything you read or came across this offseason that uh, you may bring to training camp? Yeah, I think you know, and that's what you got to do in the summertime. Is is I feel like in the in the season you don't have much time to absorb you know whether it's reading or listening to stuff. You're so wrapped up in your own team and and trying to prepare them every day. It really is a 24 hour a day, um, you know, job. So in the summer, you got to try to absorb as much material as you can. Um, and whether it's podcasts or, or books or whatever it may be. Um, I've been listening to, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, I don't know, just try to like, whether it's other sports or business stuff. Uh, I guess one of the guys I love listening to, his name's Barry Ritholtz. He's, he's, uh, he's a financial guy, but he, he, he has tremendous uh, guests on this it's called uh, masters in business. And uh, I mean, he's, it's been going on for years now. So if you look through the archives, there's some tremendous stuff in there. That's like, I feel like, like I listen to a lot or, or read a lot in the sports area, but uh, ultimately in other areas of life, you can steal uh, some of their best ideas and it's always pretty valuable. What might be one of those things that you took, you know, even from that, that uh, Barry's podcast that might be yeah. talking about finance that you could bring to, to the team? Yeah. Well, I just think uh, a lot of what they do in finance obviously is, is uh, they analyze data, they take in data, they, they, uh, they have to absorb it. They got to sift through it and find out what's important and what's not. I think in the, in our, world we live in there's so much information whether it's you know social media or or uh, you know any type of media that that's coming in um it's a challenge to to cut through the noise and and get to what's important what's actually going to make you better and uh you know that's i think that's one of the things that he talks a lot about a lot is is uh it's that's an art in and of itself is kind of curating that information and then making the best of it so uh I think as a coach, you got a lot of stuff coming in and how can you take that in front? Cause you got you don't want to miss anything. Uh, but at the same time, you can all you can be paralyzed by all that information. You got to make it actionable. So, uh, that's, I think that's one example of, of what, you know, you try to bring to, to the team. Last one for me. Uh, this coach doesn't rely on analytics. He pretty much coaches from the gut and from the heart. Have you seen the TV show Ted Lasso yet? I've seen, yeah, I've seen a couple episodes and uh, he's, he's fantastic. No, it's Does and, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, does any part of him as a North American coach transitioning and, and, and in Europe, does any of that relate to, to your first coaching experience at all? Do you see any similarities or. Yeah, I think me what it boils down to and again i haven't seen you know multiple episodes i've, I've seen only a, a couple it's like it is an art like it's not 
there's no exact science. So you can, you can say, okay, I'm only a data guy. That'll never work. You know, like that's just not, you know, you got to have a feel you got to, it's, it's a personal um, connection. Um, You you can't underestimate the value of, of that, you know, that part of coaching it's so important and if you if you don't have your fingers on that it's it's difficult at the same time you can't just you know go in there blind and 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 not taking in any information like there's got to be a happy medium and i think that's that's what makes it fun that's what makes it a challenge um and to your point about okay the european uh style of, of doing things versus the north americans you to me it's not a it's not an either or thing you you try to take the best of, of everyone's ideas and make it your own, be authentic to yourself uh, and see where it takes you. Well, there's a lot of excitement about this uh, revamped team here as we get closer to the start of training camp. We appreciate you uh, spending time. Go be a dad before you uh, have to, you know, kind of check out a little bit in five weeks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the chat. So that's a wrap on this edition of the Blackhawks Talk podcast presented by Coors Light. Our thanks to the head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks, Jeremy Colleton, for joining us. Thank you to Blackhawks Media Relations for making that happen. We always thank you for listening. A lot more great stuff coming up on the horizon as we get ready for the upcoming season that's just over a month away. Did you know that 80% of the grass-fed beef sold in the United States is imported from overseas? It's staggering. That's why I get my meat from GoodRanchers.com. When you buy Good Ranchers, not only are you getting amazing meat, but you're also supporting American farms. GoodRanchers.com safely delivers American craft beef, better than organic chicken, and more delivered quickly and safely to your door. Don't play the grocery store guessing game. Know where your meat comes from with GoodRanchers.com. Go to GoodRanchers.com and use the code CHICAGO for $20 off and free express shipping. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.